Thank the Lord, hallelujah, for his presence here in this place. This is a divine appointment that we have with the Lord. You might think it was your schedule that allowed you to be here and be on the other side of that camera, but I believe nothing happens outside of the purview and intent of God. So God has a plan, purpose, a moment of encouragement and healing over your life as we move forward. Praise the Lord forevermore. Praise the Lord forevermore. Amen. You may be seated in your place. I just want to appreciate you making your way out today, and I thank you. And I know sometimes there can be some tension and apprehension when um, in coming out uh, during this season. Uh, so thank you for making it here. And I know other people are very, um, they melt when it rains, but you were able to make it through the rainy moments and come in today. Something happens when we praise him the way we were just praising him. The, the heaven is just moved. I don't know about you, but there, there's a soothing balm uh, that surrounds this place. And that is simply the presence of the Lord uh, that comes to uh, meet our needs. And I, and I love that because not only it is not a, uh, a one size fits all, but rather there's a little piece of heaven that surrounds you and ministers to you and you and you and you and you and me as we worship the Lord in this place. Worship has a way and praise has a way of just moving heaven and preparing our hearts to be able to receive of the Lord. And I believe that if, if at any time we needed to hear from the Lord, if at any time we needed to have this refreshing, it's now. When we're living in a season where all systems and everything that we thought was immovable has changed or been shattered. Uh, we're seeing the world crumble around us. We're seeing situations that we never in our wildest dreams nor imaginations thought that we would be where we're at. Uh, we're seeing institutions crumbling, and, and even, even truth no longer matters. Uh, we're seeing a world that is turned completely upside down. And, you know, it, it's one thing when that happens for a few moments or a few days, a few weeks, but it's been a long time. It's been months, and we're facing a year that will probably continue this way. And um, I know you don't like the masks. We don't like it either. I, love, I would love to see your smile again. Um, some of you are pulling your face down and smiling. Yeah, rather your mask. Uh, but this is the way it's going to be. And we're going to have these terms like social distancing and all of these terms and washing our hands, making sure we take care of each other and others uh, moving forward. Um, I did a, a funeral last week uh, with a family and... Um, and it was just uh, so different than what I've been trained to do. Just so different. You know, uh, we're planning now some memorials with, with some families for their loved ones that have passed. It's just so different. It really is. Thank God for technology. But we're not used to that. We're living in a world that's very distant. And well, here, here's what happens. When, when we're in this cycle of feeling the walls uh, coming in and when we're in this cycle of not, having, not being able to have interactions with others the way we've been used to, very easily we can see the problem become larger and larger and more paralyzing and more paralyzing to a point where we think that there's no end in sight. But nothing happens outside of God's purview. God knows everything. God knows the beginning of what's going on. He'll know the end as well. And by the way, this is not going to be like this forever. But, but the point is, how do we get through now? I know things will improve. I know it. And I know that 
we're having now more survivors of COVID than, other, than before, although there's some residual impact still in people's lives. But what do we do in the interim? What do we do in that in-between time? How do we handle that? I, I want to talk to you for a few moments under the theme of uh, a walking through trouble. Walking through trouble. Not breaking out of trouble, walking through it. I've often said that mature people are those people that are able to carry life's unanswerable questions over their shoulders and continue living. When you ask that question, the, the empiricals, you know, God, why does this happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? And other empiricals that we have, uh, the mature person is able to carry that question unanswered on their shoulders and continue moving forward. And, you know, troubled times will come to every single one of us. And the moments when you think that everything is just fine and nothing else can happen, something else happens. And so I believe that uh, because systems have failed uh, to bring us a sense of balance and satisfaction and even motivation moving forward, the only agency that's left standing for our help is the church. It's our spirituality. That's really it. Uh, I believe politicians need to pray more. Uh, I believe doctors need to pray more. I believe teachers need to pray more. Ready for the next one? I believe the church needs to pray more. I believe pastors need to pray more. Uh, because the only resolution, the only solution that we have in the midst of the chaotic world that we live in is really God. It's going to his feet. So how do we walk through trouble? Can't run away from it. How can you? And, and, I, and I parked my remarks today on the writings of Luke chapter 4 because in Scripture, and particularly in the New Testament, you will find some particular passages of Scripture that are filled with certain elements that we sometimes overlook because of the stories that are in there. You know, it's like if somebody famous walked in right now, uh, you know, personality that we know, all of a sudden all the other people that we know that we, we came in with, they, they pale in comparison to this star that walked in. And in Scripture, you will find certain stories that we know very well that kind of overshadow some other truths. And chapter 4 of the book of Luke is, I believe, a very Holy Ghost-filled chapter. If you read it from beginning to the end, you're going to find little vignettes and little narratives in there that will help us to get a better understanding of the spiritual world, the Holy Spiritual world, and also the spirits of darkness world. But chapter 4 is key because it elevates to a certain level. And I'm going to give you a brief, very brief overview, 55,000 feet of altitude look. And then I'm going to park in on what I want to talk to, be, to you today of chapter 4 of the book of Luke. And, and I want to remind you that Luke is a medical doctor. What he saw is what he wrote about. There's no emotion in his writing. Also, I want to share with you that Luke is actually the writer of the book of Acts. So if anybody understood the workings of the, of the Holy Spirit in the realm of the grassroots, it's going to be Luke. And so chapter 4 is filled with, with passages and little vignettes and directions that help us to be able to understand the workings of the Holy Spirit for us today. And by the way, when I mention Holy Spirit, right away, don't, don't run to what you've been taught that, it, that He is. I'm talking about a power that is deep down inside of us that allows us to accomplish things that in the natural we could never accomplish. I'm talking about a, 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 an energy, a spiritual energy inside of us that helps us to be able to do what we know we cannot do. 
and we can only give glory to God because we're able to accomplish. That's what I'm talking about. Because oftentimes we jump right away to the classical views of the Holy Spirit. But no, no, it's, it's a power to be able to be a successful businessman and a businesswoman because that's what God made you to be. It's the power to be an excellent teacher because that's what God made you to be. It's, a, it's the power to be able to excel in a profession because God gave you giftings inside. Because oftentimes we, we pigeonhole the work of the Holy Spirit to just be church work. But the work of ministry is not just in these four walls. It's what, what do we do with the assignment that we have when we walk out of those doors? You got me? So it's significant. that I, I'm, I labeled the chapter 4 a Holy Ghost chapter. And we can easily, easily gloss over popular and familiar stories found in the passage. And we miss the tr strategic nuggets that will help us to get through challenging times. Because I need somebody to hold on to me to get through challenging times. You do as well. That's why you're here. That's why you're tuning in. Because life has its ups and downs. And you get knocked down. You're just barely getting up and get knocked down again. How do you get through? You think you've quelled the monsters that deal and live inside of you. You think you've silenced the voices that you hear in your head. You think you've erased the memories of the past that, that brought you much joy but are no longer here. And I believe it is the power of the Holy Spirit that helps us to make it through. Let me, let me give you a quick review of chapter 4. And then I'll hone in on the passage that I want to share with you on this theme, walking through trouble time, walking through trouble. Verses 1 through 12 show us this very fascinating and very well-known story of Jesus being taken, you need to read it, being guided by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. You know the story. And Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit, which is fascinating to me, to a place of trouble to be tested. And you know the, the end of the story, verses 1 through 12, you can read it later on, is Satan tried every way that he could to be able to bring down the master, but the master was following the, the call of God or the, the mission that he had from, uh, from God in his life, and he moved forward. And he was able to neutralize the powers of darkness by simply saying, it is written. When troubles come your way, can you say, it is written? Or you have to say, I heard it from somebody. Or what was the sermon that was preached last Sunday? Let me see if I can remember. Huh? Jesus was speaking from the well that was stored up inside him of Scripture. And he was able to counter, neutralize, and have victory over the powers of darkness by simply saying, it is written. He was able to quell the power and force and the toxicity that was being brought to him in the temptations in the wilderness. That's verses 1 through 12. We jump to verses 14 through 30. It's another part of the story which has a, an incredible, incredible significance. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit is so powerful. I just broke my glasses. Hallelujah. And that verses 14 through 30, what happens there is the Holy Spirit moves Jesus again. You look at it. So he was moved, verse 1, taken to the wilderness to be tempted. Now he's taken to a familiar city, to a familiar people, to tell them about the mission that God had given him. These people could not deal with the truth. Now, bear with me. These, this was in a familiar place with familiar people that he knew. And when he told them about the mission that he had over his life, they got angry and they got upset. Isn't it true that sometimes the people, people closest to you are the ones that instead of celebrating the moments of your accomplishments and your direction and the plan that you have over your life, they throw cold water over the fire that's inside of you. 
You can say amen. It's, it's okay. You can say hallelujah. It's all right. It, just when you thought you were at the cusp of being able to grab hold of a purpose that you thought was yours and move forward. Oh, I know people that start businesses in three months, they go bankrupt. I know people that go buy a house and before you know it, they can't afford Instead of helping you along, come on, you say hallelujah if you can. They quench you. And he's there in a familiar place, led by the Holy Spirit, with a familiar crowd. And when he told them his mission, they got angry. They got upset. And they, you know what it is? That some people really can't handle the truth. They can't handle the truth. And Jesus was speaking truth. And sometimes when you bring truth, even in a familiar place, that can be dangerous ground for you. You found Jesus and your life has been changed today. And when you came to the Lord, oh, it wasn't a religious experience. It was a personal transformative uh, experience. You're not who you were. And when you start sharing your stuff with people in your testimony, people get upset or they get jealous. I don't know what, but they're not the people that you thought that they were. Even church people. Come on, you can say hallelujah if you can. I haven't gotten to the sermon yet. I'm still in introduction mode. So verses 1 through 12 talk about the temptation in the wilderness. He was taken by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of Satan. Verses 14 through 30 talk about Jesus going to a familiar place, to a familiar crowd, talking about his mission. And they, they got upset because they couldn't handle the truth. And they couldn't make it out at all. Huh? And then he was led by the Spirit and then led somewhere else. If you look at verses 33 through 37 of chapter 4, what we find is, is at the tail end of, the chap of chapter 4, and Jesus there confronts demonic powers. And, and he delivered, brings deliverance over a man that was possessed by the powers of darkness. In fact, it was so exponentially powerful, this particular miracle, that the people were amazed by his words, Jesus' words, by his authority, and by the power to, to, to be able to impact. Yes, thank you so much. To impact. A, thank you, John. I can see. I can see. I was going to put on those over there. But. <laughs> look again. Look again. Look again. Hallelujah. So the tail end of this text, we find Jesus confronts powers. And listen, church, whether you agree or don't agree, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in the air. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now. You say, no, you know it's true. Sometimes at night you get afraid and here you are, 30, 40, 50 years old, and you say, no, I, I'm having memories of what I'm, why am I afraid? There's powers and principalities in the air. Some of the stuff you see flying around, in all places of power and authority in this country and in this world is demonic forces that are just having, they're having a party right now. Hallelujah. You don't have to say hallelujah. I'll say hallelujah. They're having a party right now. They're bringing down uh, uh, people from positions of power and, and influencing and, and guiding. That fear that you feel when the lights go off. I came here last night by myself. We have been away. We came back last night. I sat in the back by myself. Lights were off. Just talking to God. Nobody in the building. Wasn't afraid. Why? Because being by myself, I can get beat up by demonic forces. By yourself, you get beat up. By, 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 by yourself, instead of speaking to the rock, you hit the rock. Right? By yourself, you'll marry the wrong person. By, by yourself, you'll move to the wrong place. By yourself, you'll look for more money. Hallelujah. But greater is he. Hallelujah. We don't walk alone. We have the Lord by our side. Hallelujah. 
I wasn't going to stay that long on that one, but I'm not, there's powers. Sometimes it's not your son. It's not your daughter. It's that the enemy stirring stuff up. Sometimes it's not the loved one. It's just the enemy storing stuff. And you're fighting against your boy or your, your, your daughter or your, 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 your husband, your wife. And you got to take your eye off of that and start fighting the devil that is stirring stuff up. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. But powers and principalities in the air. Be discerning, church. Be discerning. A lot of this crazy political discussion that we're having, it really isn't about that. It's that the enemy is stirring stuff up. Stirring stuff up. Praise the Lord. And Jesus went and he confronted the powers. He broke the, 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 the back of the enemy right there. Delivered the man. And people were amazed. They say, wow. Which is a fascinating to me. He had just said his mission. Same chapter and they had rejected it. They said, you're crazy. They're not going to believe it. Familiar place, familiar people told his mission. They didn't agree. They didn't accept truth. And now that he's breaking. Because it's really about signs and wonders. When you, when you pray and something happens. Just make sure you give God the glory. Hallelujah. And even the changes in you. How many people are different now that, now that they know the Lord? You're different. You're different. That wasn't you. That wasn't me. That wasn't this church. That wasn't a special thing happening here. It was God, the power of the Holy Spirit that came in and changed you. Transformed you. Recalibrated your habits and inclinations. Hallelujah. Then he goes down to the end of the chapter. Verses 38 through 44, and that, this kind of closes it out, where it says that now he goes and he heals Peter's mother-in-law. And he goes under the power of the Holy Spirit and he starts laying hands on people. And, and many, many were healed. They were brought to him because now all of a sudden things start to change. All, the entire chapter, all through the workings of the Holy Spirit. And then he went on from there and went teaching through the synagogues throughout all of Judea because that was his mission. He went to preach and to teach about the, the, the good news, and be able to have people follow him. The Holy Spirit is key. Key. The vaccination we need. It's not what Russia's doing. It's not, oh, and it's not the co coercing that's happening in the medical field to come up with something. Be careful. If it comes up too soon, it may not be right. Hallelujah. There is a protocol. There is a protocol. There is a protocol. Hallelujah. You got to be careful. Vaccination we need is a power of the Holy Spirit. And you say, wait, wait, wait. That's what the church needs. No, that's what you need. That's what I need. That's how you make it through. You say, no, we need a shorter service. No, no, no. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you through. And, and again, I'm talking about this energy, this, this, this supernatural, existential infusion of power that comes inside of you that you're able to achieve things. Did you say, but that could not have been me. I should have died a long time ago and I'm still alive. That wasn't you. That wasn't the medication. That was not the, the group, that, the session. That was, that was God inside of you. Look at Peter. Peter got up and preached a sermon like he's never preached. He never preached before under the power of the Holy Spirit. Philip goes down to Samaria and he, he calls out that demonic forces over, the, over, the, over that witch in Samaria. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. 
that the apostles were walking and their shadows made people be healed. Oh, come on now. We don't need more preaching. We don't need better music. We don't need air conditioning. We don't need all the seats open. We don't even need all the, all the sanctuaries filled with people. We just need a, a remnant or a few people that uh, will be infused with the power. And you know what? It could be old people too. It could be sick people too. It could be people that can't even walk. It could be people that can't even preach. Just filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know you're in the presence of somebody special. Come on, praise them today. Praise them today. Praise them today. Hallelujah. 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 And on the day of Pentecost, people were saying, what is this? These are unlearned people. How can they do what they're doing? Because they weren't doing it. It was the power of the Holy Spirit inside of them that was allowing them to accomplish. Oh, church, if I could just prophesy to you for a moment. We will get to great places. This church will move forward and do incredible things. But it won't be me or you or you or you or you. It'll be the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. That's going to lift up the barriers. That's going to remove all the obstacles. And allow us to march forward and do incredible things in this place. Come on, praise the Lord. Stand up for a moment and just shout out to the Lord. Then I'll ask you to sit down again. But just stand, stand up and shout to the Lord. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. In me. Don't, don't, don't pray for them. In me, in me, in you, in you. Hallelujah. Where it says young people will prophesy. It says in the last days. Young people, young people, young people will prophesy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can sit down for a moment. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. However, I don't want to focus on any of that. I want to focus our attention on how Jesus handled troubling times. And I'm going to show you in this passage some discoveries. I want you to see that troubles are going to come. Sometimes one leaves through your left side and another one comes through your right side. Isn't it interesting that when you behave your best, sometimes you get the most troubling times. Hallelujah. When you've decided, I'm going to try and walk right and try to repair the damage I've done. Troubling times come. They're going to, it's going to come. But I want to, ha I want to show you what happens here in this passage. Because in this passage that I want to read to you now, in chapter 4, verses 28 through 30. The Lord allowed an escape route. And sometimes God shows us a door that we will be able to pass through to God's purpose. But we hesitate for so many reasons. And I want to encourage you today that when you see that path, that door opening up, and you know that it's the Lord leading you, don't be afraid to walk through it. In the passage, it says that Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, sharing. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. He's speaking truth. This is chapter 4. Under the power of the Holy Spirit, doing what God called him to do. What, he, what was his mission? And as he's teaching, the people got furious with what they heard. Verse 29 says, they got up 
drove him out of the town. Now watch this because the Holy Spirit told him to go to the town. And now all of a sudden people, because they couldn't handle the truth, now got a hold of Jesus and took him. Watch it if somebody's taking you out of your lane. God called you to accomplish something. And just because people are saying doesn't mean that that's where you need to be. You need to be where God placed you. Listen to me closely. I know I'm prophesying to somebody right now. I know I'm speaking into your life. You know that. You're thinking of moving. You're thinking about going somewhere else. I can't take it here any longer. Over there is just as bad as here. Hallelujah. And you think it's going to be better. No, no. It is better to be in trouble but in the will of God than be outside of trouble and outside of the will of God. Come on. It is better to be in my lane, in my track, following what the Lord is saying. Although others don't understand and get confused. It's better to be in the path that God has for me. Oh, but don't you know God has something better for you? Don't you know that God, you can make more money if you go here. You could do better if you go over there. You're going to have a larger audience over there. And on and on and on and on. It is better to be in the, in the will of God. Come on, say hallelujah if you can. They were trying to drive him out of where God told him to go to. And then they took him. To, let's continue reading. I want to stay biblical here. They got up, drove him out of the town, took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built. It's, it's significant. Remember I told you that, 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 that Luke was a medical doctor, scientific mind. So he's writing without emotion. What he sees is what he's writing. His intent is specific. And so he says he took them to the brow, of the, uh, the, the brow of the hill, which means the highest point of the hill, which was uh, on the town. In other words, it was a public of public places. But they didn't take Jesus there to applaud him. They didn't take Jesus to say, that was a great sermon. That was a great thing you did in my life. That was a great transformation. That was a wonderful healing. When you touched me, I was totally healed. They didn't take him for that. They were upset with truth. Because they were children of darkness. So what happened is light upset them. That's why you see people that are so angry right now running around. Some legitimate and some are illegitimate. They just want to stir the pot and cause difficulties and damage and, and, and truncate our future. Hallelujah. Are you follow me. I'm trying to contextualize it as much as I can with today. And holding back on how specific I want to be. <laughs> but he took them to the top of the hill. In the highest point of that city, that is not where God called him. That was not his mission. But people bent with anger. People bent on, on their own agendas. Took him out of the city. Took him to the brow of the hill. And then they took him up there overlooking the city. But they didn't come to put a microphone and say, this is Jesus, the promised Messiah. No. It says that they were trying to throw him off the cliff. He just finished healing. He just finished teaching. He just finished marveling them. He's just finished showing his authority. He was there because the Holy Spirit sent him. And people got so upset that they wanted to kill him. But let me tell you, when it looks like you're surrounded by the enemy, here, there, and everywhere, I just want you to know that God has his eye on you. And there's a door of opportunity opening. And you're going to walk through trouble to get right out to the other side. The text shows us very clearly that when Jesus walked out of trouble, he went on to fulfill his mission. But in a moment, he was stifled. He was held back because of those that didn't understand, didn't agree, and were being used by the powers of darkness. But Jesus held his own 
and God was watching. God is watching over your life. You might be in the middle of a relationship that's trouble all around. You may be in a job, trouble all around. You may be living in a place, trouble all around. I want to tell you today prophetically, God has his eye on you. Yes! This church is surrounded by all sorts of things going on all around us. Not even good things. But God has his eye on us. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to run. I want to just blow up and just scream. As I feel the power of God in this place confirming. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Give me a moment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praises be to the Lord forevermore. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I hope you're following me, church. I hope you're following me. You can have your seats for a moment. They tried to throw him off the cliff. Verse 30 says, but he walked right through the crowd. Danger ahead, danger behind, danger to the right danger to the left, surrounded by danger, but he walked through the crowd. Sometimes you have to walk through your problem. Not around it, not over it, not under it. You got to walk through it. Sometimes you got to walk through your sickness, through the turmoil in your family. And you say, well, I'm going to go. I, I need to get away for three or four weeks to get away. No, 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 no. You got to walk through it. I got to find someplace else because I can't. I feel like I'm. So you got to walk through it. I got to find another solution. No, 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 no. You got to walk through it. I got to go hide somewhere. No, 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 no. You got to walk. Let, let, let me just teach you something right now that blew my mind. When you see this in verse 30 that it says, but he walked right through. That's rendered to us in English, but as you know, the Bible is written in, written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. And that in this passage, it's Greek that's being related to us. So although it's rendered to us, he walked right through. It's an English language. It's Shakespearean's language, right? Shakespeare's language. But when you go down and start to uncover the, what it originally said, you know what it said originally? It says, it, it doesn't say he walked right through. Because it sounds that he was providing the locomotion to get through, right? That's what it's inferring. No, no, no. You got to back up. Look at original intent here, the original language. In the original language, it says that he was snatched from the middle. See, Jesus, or oh, you might think you're the one getting you through, but in reality, it is the power. Let me, let me do a, an inclusio. He's, it's the power of God inside of you. That's, you need to be, Lord, snatch me up. Snatch me up from my doubt. Snatch me up from my problem. Snatch me up from my sickness. Snatch me up. You feel like the Lord is just plucking you out of the situation. You know, you know some of you felt that. You had the sickness in your body. Doctors did this and that. They tried the other thing. And all of a sudden you felt yourself coming out. But it wasn't because of medication. It wasn't because of the therapy. You felt like you were coming. Like somebody came down and snatched you up. So you think, I don't know if you're going to follow me now, you think you're walking through. 
But it isn't you walking through. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that's opening a path. Moving stuff out of the way and snatching you up out of the situation. Woo! So often I felt the burden of this and that. And in the middle of looking forward, feeling tension. Looking back, feeling tension. Left, right, problems. And feeling that somehow, someway the Lord is just reaching through pulling us out and then say go and do what I've called you to do Jesus was in a familiar town with familiar people yet those people moved to kill him Jesus was there under the direction of the Holy Spirit yet trouble surrounded him religious people took Jesus outside of the, of, of the place of his purpose and intended to kill him are you walking down a path you shouldn't be walking you said, no, you've been saying to yourself, no, the younger people, more qualified people. No, the, if the call is irrevocable, you have no right to be thinking that way. You have to keep pressing through. When you decide to walk in your purpose, calling, anointing, there will come storms. And you know what? The higher you go in ministry, the higher you go in anything, in business, the more pressure. The more pr That's just the way it is. It's, it's more pressure, not less. You'll have a larger staff in your job, but it's more. It's all on you. We have to realize that it's going to come. Walk through the crowd. The woman with the issue of blood, she walked through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment. You have to initiate yourself, self-actualize, and say, no, I have to press through because God has a plan over my life. I, I really conclude this way because thinking about how did Jesus do that? And the second question for me is can I achieve that? Because it's a pretty story but if it doesn't help us down here then it's a pretty story. Well you know why Jesus was able to press through number one because he relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe we should stop saying I can do it and maybe we should say I can do all things through Christ. Huh? Maybe that's the route we should take. And stop doing this Tarzan pounding our chest. I can do it. Rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. You've tried everything to, to confront the problems in your marriage, in your home, in your singleness, with your children, in your job, in your finances. Rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did that. Number two, know your word. And by the way, when I say this, I, I want to start impacting you in a different way today. Know the word that you can live. Oftentimes, we're very good at, part, you know, uh, cutting slices. Oh, this is what you need to do. But remember the word says, Romans 8, 28, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Remember uh, Psalm 46, that God is a very present help in time and trouble. L listen, let me, let me be Sunday polite. Shut up. Is that all right? I'm sorry. Know the word you can live. Know the word that you're practicing. If you can't practice it, don't dish it out to anybody. Because it's just words. Jesus was able to counterattack the enemy by saying it is written. But he knew the word. And, and you may say, but how much do I need to know what will get you through the day? I have a series of verses that help me make it through the day. And make it through the storm. And we all go through storms. We need to be able to know the word. 
By the way, delete that when I said shut up. That was kind of too broad. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Know the Word. Confront the powers of darkness. Don't run away from those powers. Right now, one of the things that's happening with this uh, COVID-19 is people feel this encroaching of darkness that happens as part of the, 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 the development of this uh, sickness. Confront the powers. Don't let yourself be paralyzed with fear. You can't do it, but be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to make it through and confront those powers. Heads of households, Listen, you're the chief in your home. If you're a guy, you're the head of the household. If you're a woman raising children on your own, you're the boss. You declare the powers of God in your home. Don't, don't, don't pass that on to anybody else. Don't say, oh, it's time to put on the, the Christian radio program. No, you are the Christian radio program. You put that word out that you know that you can live and you put it on. You tell the devil, not here. Go up to the threshold of your house and draw a line. Hallelujah. Claim the blood of Jesus and say, I don't know how to spell it. I don't know how to cite it, but I know that I'm the authority here in the name of Jesus. You can't touch my kids. You can't touch my finance. You can't touch my body. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm going to have my thoughts in place. I'm going to be all right. Is, is that okay? In your place of authority. Stop delegating that. Confront the powers. Confront the powers. Don't shrink back. Speak what you've experienced. And number four, we need to speak truth. Let's make a decision today. No more lines, exaggerations, no more bluffings, no more pretending. I'm going to live in truth. I'm going to live in truth. And finally, don't be ambiguous about you are. You are a child of God, holy priesthood, chosen of the Lord, co-heir with Jesus Christ. You are, you are special in God's eyes. Don't let anybody take that value away from you. Don't, do, don't say it to promote yourself, but certainly to submit yourself to God's will and God's power. You can walk through trouble. My friends watching us, you can walk through trouble today. Let's bow our heads. Father, I come before you, Lord, totally confident that our hearts have been stirred by your word. My heart has been stirred. Our hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus today, Lord, that we will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome. That the Holy Spirit would allow us, Lord, to achieve, to reach our fullest potential, to expand our capacity, to be able to accomplish those dreams, the purposes that you have inside of us. We are not limited. You designed us in a special way. You put inside of us seeds of potential. Allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of us, Lord, to stir that up and that we can reach our potential in you. Help us, God, today that when we're surrounded by trouble, we can, we can allow you to pluck us up and out, snatch us from the center of that situation to then be able to live out our purpose in you again following the mission that you have given us. Let us never be afraid of the powers of darkness. Let us realize that they do have power. But we would know that you are greater. And you're inside of us. I pray for the men in this house, the women in this house, the children, the young people, 
let us, Lord, learn today to just plow through troubling times and move to our potential in you. Let this church rise up to a new level of effectiveness in honoring you in every way. Let's stand up throughout the sanctuary. Lift up your hands to the sky. Every eye closed, every eye closed. Lift up your hands. Father, just send the power of the Holy Spirit over this place in a special way that you, dear Lord, will allow us to reach higher heights, have a new beginning to triumph in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, lift up your voices and praise before the Lord. You need to do that. Let him hear your praise.